Did Pittsburgh just throw a massive monkey wrench into FFPC playoff challenge lineups? Are the Raiders the toughest team to pick a player from in this year's competition? And what strategy nuggets do you need to know before you lock your lineups on Saturday afternoon? Plus, the grand prize champion in the 2020-2021 Football Guys Playoff Challenge, Jeff Oliva, drops by to share his insight into how he won the big grand prize last year and what his approach is to the Cardinals, the Patriots, and much more in this year's edition of the world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge. We've got a great show for you. Farrell Elliott is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. I can't stand the pressure. I've seen greater men than me. The lesson. Make out of the lesson. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. Welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, presented by MyFFPC.com, with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for analysis from the best players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here's Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. To all the Volcolics and Ferreliacs, want to thank the Quiet Hollers for their music on the intro. Remember to check out their music at quiethollers.com. It's the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour coming at you. Presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman. My co-host is indeed the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, Farrell Elliott. Farrell, we have uh, NFL playoffs on the brain as of right now. They are going to be starting in, oh, I don't know, roughly 19 hours or so. Have you, uh, have you driven yourself mad with playoff lineups yet? I haven't driven myself mad, but I bought uh, one team and I have changed it. And I don't think I'm touching it again. I think I... I, I think it, I had an epiphany of just exactly what I wanted to do this afternoon. I got it done. I'm very proud of it. And, uh, you know, I'll get behind it and go the rest of the way. Now, I'll wake up at 3 a.m. and I'll climb into <laughs> that uh, that uh, myffpc.com and I'll see the, I'll be tempted by those uh, $35 football guys and I'll start buying them. And sometimes around 5 a.m. I'll quit. But until then, I'm in good shape. And I'll tell you, uh, Farrell, I I don't, you know, quite frankly, just looking at how fast those, those, well, really both challenges are flying right now. I don't know if if it's going to make it to 3 a.m. It should. Um, We just actually, just with, during the intro music, the Football Guys Playoff Challenge reached um, over 90% capacity. Um, So that one is going to fill soon. The uh, FFPC okay. Playoff Challenge, was, it, it was weird. I, um, I looked at it today, and I don't know, man, I, I feel like three, four hours ago, maybe five hours ago, it seemed like there's about 1,800 teams left, and now it just went under 1,300 teams to go. Um, so I think that one's going to be going fast, too, especially in, like, the history of this is, is always once we get on, uh, to Saturday morning and, and everybody's really dialed in, that's when they really start going off the board. Um, some people tweak a lineup, they tweak it and tweak it and tweak it. 
And then they're like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to get another team and, and mm-hmm. do things that way, too. I, I think that happens. Of course, we're talking about the 2021-2022 FFPC Playoff Challenge, ladies and gentlemen. It is going off at myffpc.com right now, a $500,000 grand prize and a $1.3 million prize pool. A 12-player lineup in this, you just basically pick one player from every, F, uh, from every NFL playoff team, uh, except for two, which you'll fade, obviously. And then that's your lineup, ride or die, all the way to the Pro Football Championship. Um, and then you'll get double points that weekend, obviously, as well. $200 to enter, um, like I said, $500,000 grand prize. That will close when it either sells out or at 4.35 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow when the Cincinnati Bengals host Farrell's Las Vegas Raiders. That is going to be a great mm-hmm. game to kick everything off uh, for the playoffs this year. And then the Football Guys Playoff Challenge, as I just alluded to, $35 to enter that one, a $100,000 grand prize and a half-million-dollar prize pool. Same exact rules, uh, same exact lineup, so take advantage of that at myffpc.com. And uh, remember, um, that will close uh, tomorrow. Now, uh, as we get into tonight's show, uh, I I want to um, to tell you that the content tonight is pretty much solely dedicated to the FFPC Playoff Challenge. We're going to give you some tips on Dalton Schultz, Tyreek Hill, Miles Sanders, and many more players. The grand prize co-winner of the 2020-2021 Football Guys Playoff Challenge, Jeff Oliva, is actually going to drop in here in about 10 minutes. He's going to talk about his process in crafting lineups, uh, the biggest misconceptions of the Playoff Challenge, and much more. We have a great group of good guys who like the HSFF Hour in the chat room right now. You can post any questions you might have in there. On Twitter, we are at HSFF Hour. I am at Eric Balkman. And always check out Farrell's Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship at kffsc.com. Facebook.com slash HSFF Hour is where you can chime in with us. Uh, 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. Email the show, football at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, Get them in now. We'll try to get to – I know we failed last week, but we'll try to get to all the chat room questions, tweets, and emails coming up in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. Thanks to our audio engineer and my best friend, Bryce, and our producer and mutual friend, Rob. If you are looking for additional advice, go to rotoviz.com slash podcast. I sat down with the 2020-2021 uh, world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge, $500,000 winner, Stephen Rannigan, on the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown. That is on there right, right now, rotaviz.com slash podcast. Remember, Stephen Rannigan won 500K last year, but that was his third six-figure national high-stakes fantasy football contest grand prize. He is no stranger to that. He knows what's going on. A lot of good information from Rannigan on this uh, high-stakes lowdown on the, football, uh, on the FFPC Playoff Challenge this year. So make sure you're checking that out, rotaviz.com slash podcast. The one other thing I do want to pimp up, and Farrell, I, I want to commit to it so bad, and I'm, I'm still having problems with my wife squaring it away. But the big KFSC mm. blowout, Super Bowl party, live at Caesars Southern Indiana. And not only is it going to be a, a great um, uh, 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 game that we get to watch uh, for the Super Bowl in Caesars uh, Southern Indiana, but there's going to be KFSC drafts going on that weekend as well. Buddy, there are, and there's spots available, and you're going to pick a couple of them. And, um, you know, I'm I'm awfully excited about it. It's a 96 team. Um, it, it is uh, fashioned after our spring leagues that we've often had, Run to Daylight and a Checkered Flag, of which you are a champion, Balky. So in this format, it is made for you. So you get down here 
and play it. 96 teams, 61 of them have been sold. Uh, that gives plenty of room for everyone to come in and draft two or three times. We have one um, draft uh, in, in our big payback, which is a $1,000 entry. However, the uh, big game, big week championship is uh, uh, a $200 per team entry, and, and we encourage you to play more than a couple of them. We're going to give you some great Southern hospitality. We've got a wonderful room to have the event in. And thank you, Balky, for still working with your schedule to make your plans to come to Kentucky in February and uh, enjoy Super Bowl. I'm promising a sunny day and maybe even 50 degrees. Uh, 50 degrees sounds, sounds about 60 degrees warmer than it is right now in northeast Wisconsin. So that, that sounds like paradise right now. I'll tell you that for sure. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I I, I, uh, I got to make sure that uh, I'm able to get down there. I really want to, especially if the Packers are find their way to the Super Bowl. What better place to watch it than at Caesar Southern Indiana with all the other KFFSC and FFPC luminaries. Let's get in to the playoff challenge right now um, for the FFPC. want to give you the best possible information on, uh, on our reaction to the latest injury news and everything going on on the eve of the kickoff of the NFL playoffs for 2022. Elijah Mitchell actually uh, did not practice on Wednesday. He returned to practice yesterday for the 49ers. He had an unlimited session, according to Nick Wagoner, who covers the 49ers. Um, the Niners have said they're expecting Eli Mitchell to go up against the Dallas Cowboys. They play on Sunday afternoon, um, probably just managing his reps uh, after he's been dinged up quite a bit since the calendar turned to November. Um, you would like to think he gets double-digit touches, maybe as many as 20, maybe 20-plus. 20 um, but, Farrell, in the FFPC Playoff Challenge, you can only choose one 49er. And there's two other guys on that roster, Debo Samuel, who's been one of the best receivers all season, and George Kittle, who uh, arguably is, is the best tight end in football. He is on that team as well. How do you try to make sense of what do you do with the 49ers here? Because I think Kittle, tight end premium, He's going to be owned in a lot of leagues. Debo Samuel after a season. Is Elijah Mitchell a, a good pivot, good contra, contrarian pick here for you? I think he is, and I don't think he is that big a contrarian pick, nor are uh, 49ers players. In this situation, we're dealing with the, um, the underdog with the best chance, and there's been commentary since this game was made. Uh, that uh, 49ers could go into Dallas and win this game. Our, our buddies Drew and Josh Maselli are making what what would be a, a sojourn, perhaps a a uh, a real uh, father son religious trip, and uh, as they move on to uh, go to Dallas and see this game live, I'm excited they're getting to go. There's, the, but you asked about Mitchell, so here's what I think about Mitchell. I absolutely love him in this format. If he's able to get to the second game, it'll be even better, but as a, against the Dallas Cowboys, Mitchell should shine. He's averaging 4.7 yards a carry this season, 5 of 11 contests, Balky, over 100 yards. He's only been active and only played in 11 games, five of them over 100 yards. That's the kind of production and outlier performance that you want in this contest. Jeff can weigh in on that, but I'm thinking that Elijah Mitchell is my guy. And when he has uh, you know, played bulky, you said it, 15 to 20 carries, maybe over. He's gone over 20 carries five times this year. He's got some breakaway wheels. Uh, he can catch the ball a little bit, 20 catches in those games. I really like Elijah Mitchell in this format. 
Um, another guy that I think is interesting here, and we got some news yesterday from Jerry Dulek, who covers the Steelers to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, he said Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I, and I've been blown away by all the Packers coming back after I thought they were done for the season. Juju Smith-Schuster is actually, according to Dulek, healthy enough to play in the wildcard round, unlikely to be activated against Kansas City this weekend. Uh, Steelers still hopeful that Smith-Schuster can get out there, but they're not planning on it. He's gotten medical clearance. He's not in in football shape. Remember, he has not played since week five. We're essentially in week 19 here. Farrell, I don't know how much of a monkey wrench this throws into your plans um, for for Pittsburgh. Uh, If I know you, and I think I do, you probably already have Chase Claypool in as your Steeler (laughs) over (laughs) Najee Harris and over Deontay Johnson and over Pat Fryermuth. Is that still the case with Smith-Schuster? Is this just a a blip on the radar and whatever you're planning on doing with Pittsburgh, you're still going to go that way? Uh, Pittsburgh is a team that I'm fading in the contest. We see no way of them advancing against the Kansas City Chiefs in a game that I like at about, uh, I don't know, 35 to 14, something like that. So in the losing effort, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to generate the kind of fantasy points that we want to see. The quarterback at Kansas City, Mahomes, has been fantastic. So in the last few games, uh, I, I don't see any reason Pittsburgh Steelers into your lineup. And I'm happy about this with Schuster. I think this is Smith-Schuster is an opportunity is, is what we're doing is we're trying to look forward. We're trying to make him part of this, uh, this playoff experience. He has a lot to do. Uh, he hasn't contributed on the field since week five, but he has a lot to do. He's He's been a good citizen. He's won in the locker room. He went one in training camp. To take this team into the playoffs without him wouldn't be the right move. This is a good front office move for what they're doing. One of the things that, and I haven't made up my mind if this is a good thing for setting lineups or a bad thing, but Tyreek Hill is, is indeed expected to play uh, against the Steelers this weekend. He practiced uh, today, Friday. Andy Reid said the plan was to play Hill unless something happens, which is not really what you want to hear when you're trying to figure out your playoff challenge lineup. But um, seems like Hill is not only going to suit up this Sunday, but if he gets through that and the Steelers do fall to the Chiefs, um, Hill could move on and play a role with, uh, with your playoff challenge lineup going forward for the remainder of the postseason. However, he did see limited snaps in Week 18 when he hurt his heel in pregame warmups. I don't know what the target share is going to be, given that he's not at fully at 100% right now. And, Farrell, I look at Patrick Mahomes, and I look at Travis Kelsey. Those two guys, again, they should be the most owned players. I don't know if I go crazy and get a guy like, you know, Demarcus Robinson or Nicole Hardman. Or, and we know Clyde Edwards-Alaire, by the way, is not going to play in this game, uh, at least the initial one. It sounds like Darrell Williams is going to go. I don't know if you can really trust either of those guys as your Chiefs representative. Does Tyree Kill um, change your plans on whether you had Mahomes or Kelsey, knowing that he is probably going to play in this wildcard round? To me, I'm kind of staying away well, from him if I was in this contest because, you know, I know what I have in Mahomes. I know what I have in Kelsey. Yeah, you're competing against his, against players. And we'll talk his own players, his own teammates. We'll talk to Jeff about this. But as we said last week, it's important to have a quarterback uh, is going to play in the Super Bowl in this contest. I really like the idea of having Mahomes on the team. Kelsey's my, my player at tight end. I love stacking these tight ends with the extra two positions since we're starting 12 players. It's a great situation that uh, you have uh, Kelsey and Mahomes. So if you're going into that third, fourth, multiple team, 
Hill, which you know this team is going to go deep in the playoffs, when Hill gets right, he's the kind of player that could go into the uh, uh, Super Bowl, get two touchdowns. You said you're going to double those points. That's fantastic. So uh, limited returns early from Tyreek Hill, but perhaps more later on. But I'm going a little closer to the chalk, and I'm going to make sure Travis Kelsey's my chief. We're going to head out to Northeastern Massachusetts here in just a little bit for our expert, Jeff Oliva, who actually was a co-champ of the Football Guys Playoff Challenge last year. The last thing I want to bring up before we get to Jeff is talk a little bit about the Eagles running back situation right now. Now, Mm. uh, Miles Sanders, there was a situation with him towards the end of the season where he was not playing a lot. We saw a lot of Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. The latest update we got uh, earlier this afternoon Uh, Miles Sanders actually told reporters himself that he is going to play against the Buccaneers. This is after he had hand surgery about three weeks ago. He's going to wear some protection on it for the game. He said it's not a significant protection. He's able to catch passes. Um, And and if the Eagles, to my opinion, if the Eagles are smart, they're going to give more touches to Miles Sanders rather than Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, and Jordan Howard if they want to beat Tampa. I got to believe that Miles Sanders is going to factor into this feral. I don't know if you're fading the Eagles like I do, but Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, it's probably going to be one of those guys if I was playing in this contest for my Eagles representative. You hurt um, hurts your heart not to get the Eagles quarterback on the field. You know, there's yeah. the player that I think is going to run, get yardage, make touchdowns, has a really, really high ceiling in Jalen Hurts. But you cannot take that risk against the other players. Now, you, you, everybody says, look, you can't run against Tampa. And, and, you know, I guess from a season, that's right. But it hadn't been right in the last three or four games. You know, they, they've gone against the powerhouse rushing of the New York Jets and Carolina. In Carolina, I'm not study, uh, stuttering bulky. It's just that they've had Carolina in two of the last three weeks. 4.6 yards is what they're giving up to those three players or uh, players from those three teams, three games, whatever in the hell it is. It's not good, and they, they're going to have to step up for the playoffs. Miles Sanders against uh, this defensive line that has been somewhat challenged by three non-performing teams could have a very, very big game. A guy who had a very, very big year in the 2020-2021 Football Guys Playoff Challenge is our guest who I'm going to bring in right now. 33-year-old man from Massachusetts, been playing season-long fantasy football all the way back since high school. Last year is where he made his mark in the 2020-2021 Football Guys Playoff Challenge. Cashed roughly $70,000 as the co-champion in the competition. He joins us tonight to talk about his journey in building that roster, as well as some tips and tricks to craft a six-figure winner in this year's challenges as well. Please welcome into the show, Mr. Jeff Oliva. Jeff, first of all, congrats on the big win last year, and thanks for hopping aboard the show tonight, man. Hey, that's quite the introduction, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be here and good to talk some football. I'm excited to talk football with you. Can you tell us uh, what you're doing uh, as you're uh, in your 33 in your year 34 on this planet over in Massachusetts, my friend? Yeah, I mean, I, after high school, uh, I did college for a little bit, but then I just uh, I worked uh, in an office for about 10 years, and then after that, I, I just started doing uh, carpentry and masonry, and and I really like that. So I've been sticking with that since uh, about five years ago. Yes, that's, that's uh, 
a nice resume you got there, Jeff. Uh, while you're uh, measuring uh, twice and cutting once, uh, do you have fantasy <laughs> football numbers running through your head? And, you know, i got to ask you, because, you know, Balky and I really do want to see uh, both sides of, of, the, uh, of the playoff tournament sell out. I'm really excited about having all the guys uh, down here for the Super Bowl as we put the season to, uh, uh, to bed. And, and, you know, you had such a big win last year. And if you've got any of it left, come on and join uh, join some more and come on down here and see us in Kentucky. What was it like? What, what kind of thrill was it to uh, to realize that you had put together a group that could make this kind of money? And, would, you know, as a young guy, that could be a good piece of money. Is there anything you particularly did with it that you're uh, that you're proud of and was really happy to do with it? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I didn't really, really even like think I had a chance until I think the second week into it. And then I was looking at the standings and I noticed that there was a one next to my name, and I'm like, oh, holy crap, uh, that team might actually have a shot. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just I just followed that team through and. I was just hoping Brady wouldn't throw to Godwin in the Super Bowl, and he, he threw it to the tight ends, and I was I was pretty happy about that. What how, What did um, you do for the Super Bowl? Did you just Did you just hang out like at home with the wife, the family? Did, were you out with buddies, or like how did like when you have that much money on the line and know what what's at stake? Well, how did you spend the evening, and then what did you do after the game? Yeah, I'm, I like to watch the games alone, kind of. I did watch it with my wife, but I'm more of the type that just, if I have that much riding, I just kind of like to be in my own zone. That way I don't have to, like, <laughs> yell at the TV or well, go crazy, you know? <laughs> well, Jeff, based on the size of the room I've, I've rented for our KFFSC uh, Super Bowl party and the amount of sign-ups that we've had, we can get you some alone space right now. So even <laughs> if you come down here, you can still be alone. You know, so, I mean, we want to, we want you to have it the way you want it. Well, I, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, look into that for sure. Good man. I love it. Um, Jeff, uh, I, I know you're in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge again this year. I know you're also in the FFPC Playoff Challenge as well. Um, can you yep. kind of take our listeners through the process of from, from birth to death of, of how you begin to build and, and finish setting a lineup and setting a roster for these contests? Yeah, the uh, well, for the FFPC one, since it's a little more expensive, I kind of keep a tighter core of guys on that one. Um, and then for the, the football guys one, I'll, I'll start to, you know, put in some lower own guys and start to take more shots in the dark on that one. Um, but how I like to start is I like to print out a bracket and then just fill out all the teams, how I think it's going to play out, uh, who I think is going to end up in the Super Bowl. And then from there, I like to build my roster by looking at the bracket. So um, I always want my quarterback in the Super Bowl. So I'll try to just pick a quarterback and then kind of build off of that. Um, so you know, I just uh, I, it just makes it easier to kind of visualize who you're going to take in each round since it's seed sensitive. Now you, you see, Balky, you heard that quarterback in the Super Bowl. That's what we've been talking about. And that's yep. exactly the way I do it. That That's exactly the way. Jeff, Jeff outlined my formula. And, you know, last year I finished in 2000th place. So, damn it, Jeff, I, <laughs> there's got to be something 
that I that you know. So obviously, despite the fact I'm following this formula, there must be some misconception somewhere that all of us do when we're trying to build that team. So you know, you and I agree. Quarterback, Super Bowl. Okay, where you know, you know, because when I look down my roster, it looks it's it's a Pro Bowl lineup. You know. Yeah. Where is the misconception? What am I doing wrong? Because uh, I would like to challenge in this this year, still be live as we go into the, um, the conference championships. What's what are some of the things that are that you've been avoiding doing that have led to your success? Uh, well, um, they say if you like the way your team looks, it's probably not good. But I, you know, I try to build. <laughs> so I, I try to take a quarterback from the wild card round. I, I want a guy that's going to play four games. Um, mm. And I know a lot of people will probably go after some guy, someone like Rogers or uh, mm-hmm. I don't think too many people are going to take Tannehill this year, but um, I think it just makes a lot more sense since there's two less by teams to uh, just attack the uh, quarterback from the wild card round. Um, mm. You get that extra game and it's not like they have to win the Super Bowl. So, um, uh, and and then I would take more of a stance on Devontae Adams instead of a Rodgers. Um, this is interesting because I I saw and I can't I um I know there was an article I read this past week on the data over the last like four or five years on it, and it seemed Jeff that that not only is it important to have a quarterback in the uh, Pro Football Championship, also important to have a tight end in the pro football championship as well. It seemed like those were the top two positions that were owned for the people that had won the most cash in this over the last half decade. I'm just kind of curious if you want to have a quarterback in the wild card round, are you also, especially with the four flexes here, I mean, you can add multiple tight ends. Are you also looking to have a tight end in the wild card round as well that can carry you or help carry your squad to the big payday? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the tight end. I do. I love Kelsey. If, if I'm not playing Mahomes, I'm, I'm probably just going to play Kelsey automatically. Um, but I would just go down and, you know, Gronk's playable, Kittle's playable, but the rest of the guys are just kind of question marks. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I took one tight end last year. Um, I don't know if I'll be taking any more than that, but if I did, it'd probably be Kelsey and Gronk. One of the more compelling teams, I think, in this competition. I was actually um, talking with um, with uh, Howard Bender, Jim Bowden, Fantasy Alarm guys, and Sirius um, earlier uh, or later this afternoon um, today, and they said, you know, what's what's the most compelling team? What's the hardest team to figure out which player you're going to get? And I did bring up the Raiders because I think mm. there's not one, there's not two. I think there's three solid options on this Las Vegas team that I think it's important to get right. You have the volume guy, the volume running back that still catches passes in Josh Jacobs. You have Hunter Renfro, where it seems like he's getting 10 to 15 targets and turning them into pretty good fantasy performances, seemingly for the last three months of the NFL season. And then, of course, you have Darren Waller, a guy who was drafted as like the second or third tight end this past year, missed a lot of time due to injury, but now he's back. And again, tight end premium, I think he makes him very intriguing as well. Maybe it takes a little bit of the shine off Hunter Renfro, quite frankly. But, Jeff, when you look at the, the Las Vegas team, who do you think the choice should be between those three guys, or should it be somebody else? Uh, I think it's Renfro. I just I think he's been so consistent all year. 
and I love that he gets so many receptions because those points aren't shared with the quarterback, so you can kind of get a leg up on the field. Um, but, yeah, I would say definitely Renfro. Uh, Jacobs, I mean, he hasn't really had too many ceiling games this year. He's usually in, you know, the, the 15 to 18 point range on his good games. So I, I don't know if I'd play him as much as, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably take a shot on Waller over uh, Jacobs. Well, I mean, Jeff, can you hang on a second? I'm I'm emailing Balky's uh, best friend and our producer Bryce. Uh, <laughs> a few words I've got to get in here: cronyism, favoritism, partiality. Uh, that was a, a Jesuitical question that you proposed there, Balky, um, to Jeff, and it was answered. But Jeff, I you know I thought that the Raider questions would actually come to me on the show, so I'm. I'm a little bit, you know, I've got to collect myself. So give me a moment here, and I'll find, <laughs> I'll find something. Farrell, I, I didn't want to throw you off. I just, you. I just had to make well, sure I remembered how to pronounce Las Vegas Raiders on the program, since you always take care of that previously. I just wanted to make yeah, sure that my skills are still yeah, on I, that. But I'll, I'll let you, you talk know. about. I'll let you talk about another West Coast team instead. There's a. There's a lot of charges that I've got to take up with Bryce. Uh, when when we finish this best friend issue, could be under review as well. So okay, here's one. This is a great question. All year long, well, Farrell, you got to have Cup to win it. I've been hearing that since week six. Cup, you know, Cup's the guy. If you take a look at the top ten, they've all got Cup. There's no teams that are going to challenge without Cup. You know, I'm ahead by 15, but the other guy's got Cup on Monday night, so I'm done. I've been listening to that all year. So if anybody out there goes in to pick a Ram in this challenge and doesn't pick Cup, I'm going to raise all kinds of hell with you. You know, so I, I'm, we've got to get Armani on the phone uh, and, and try to find out if there's any teams that don't have Cup. How many percent of teams of yours, Jeff, have Cup? And if they don't, what Ram are you going with? I would love to have Michelle on my team, but, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm not scared of Cup. You know, I'm not one of these guys that drinks coffee out of mug or, or only wore my underwear in gym class when I needed more protection. You know, <laughs> Cup is my man for this contest. Who is your man for this contest, Jeff? Yeah, Cup, Cup's the man. I mean, I'm not going to be fading him too much on, on any teams. Um, I would say it's it's a great way to gain leverage. It's probably He's probably going to be 80%, 90% owned. So. Um, but if I'm not playing Cup, it's, I mean, I'd have to see the scenario. Is it because he got hurt? Is it because they're not throwing to him? I'd probably go to OBJ because uh, it seems like he's yeah, the beneficiary of, of Cup not doing well. Um, and then they got Cam Akers back, so you don't know how much that's going to cut into Michelle's playing time, and you don't really know how that's going to play out. So uh, OBJ's looked pretty good the last few weeks, so I'd, I'd probably change yes. him if I wasn't going with Cup. Okay. Um, Very good. Just curiously, um, I, I want to put, first of all, two follow-up questions to that. Number one, um, uh, Jeff, you, do you see any value in taking a Rams running back, be it Akers or Michelle? Uh, I really don't. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I just think they're going to be throwing too much, uh, especially against Arizona, a team that can put up points. Um, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to build a lead and really lean on the running backs in that game. 
But, um, yeah, I would definitely favor both uh, Cup and OBJ over either running back. Um, second follow-up to that, Jeff, because um, you talked about Cooper Cup and, and how high his ownership percentage is going to be. Do you view a similar ownership percentage for Devontae Adams in Green Bay? And is it smart to pivot away from Adams and, and go with Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers or somebody else? Yeah, I think uh, if you can, if you see Green Bay maybe just being one and done, uh, you could you could definitely fade Adams and Rodgers, just fade the team as a whole. But I'm personally not going to fade Adams too much. I think Green Bay is going to get at least two games, and uh, he just gets too many receptions to really to really fade him. He's just been too good this year. If the chalk takes place in the AFC, and we're talking with Jeff Oliva, the uh, co-champ of the Football Guys Playoff Challenge last year, if the chalk remains true, the Bills and Chiefs are going to face each other next week. That means either Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes is not going to get a third game in the playoffs. If you look at the Bills and Chiefs, not only their quarterbacks, but the rest of the teams, Jeff, which team would you rather fade? Would you rather fade the Bills or would you rather fade the Chiefs? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to fade the Bills just because of watching both teams over the course of the season. The Bills have been a little inconsistent. Uh, Chiefs started poor, but they've been on fire uh, other than that loss at Cincy, but they still put up a lot of points. So uh, I would definitely go with the fade of the Bills. I, I just like Mahomes and Kelsey too much. <clears throat> We haven't talked about the Cardinals, guys, and, and so you're talking about getting your quarterback out of the wild card round. So naturally, I want to know how much Kyler Murray you have, and then I, I'm curious. My pick on the Cardinals, um, just like our show, because really no one else was available because I left the Cardinals <laughs> last. But I was I was very happy with Zach Ertz. Do you like my selection of Ertz, and who would be your representative from Arizona? Uh, yeah, Ertz, Ertz is a good pick. Just cause he does. He puts up a lot of catches too, and he just he has to get in the end zone to really put up maybe at twenty points. But um, I actually don't really love anyone from Arizona. I mean, I've taken Murray on a couple teams, but one guy I'm taking is is Matt Prater because I looked at his, uh, you know, he. he tends to do well against the Rams, and if, if the games go in either of those directions, then he uh, put up double-digit points in both those games. So even if he's one and done, it's it's good to get, like, you know, 12 to 15 points yes. out of the kicker. Um, okay, so so that's that's the story. That's, that's what you have from the Cardinals, which I, which I think is interesting. And, and I think Zach Ertz is an interesting guy, Farrell, too, that you bring up um, because I mm-hmm. think, you know, you look at that, well, I'll just I'll just say this. I look at this Rams Cardinals game on Monday night. I know the Rams pass rush, pass rush is very talented. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, so on and so forth. To me, you can either get Kyler Murray in space, or you can get him the ball out of his hand quick. And who better to get the ball out of his hand quick than to Zach Ertz? So I think he, even if he's one and done, he could have a monster game, and that is interesting, especially when you have four flexes to play with uh, as well. Enough of me. Let's get to some of the listeners, Jeff, who had some emails here for you tonight. I, I got a couple of them here for you. First one, we're going to go a little bit south from where I am in Schaumburg, Illinois. Vic writes, hey, Jeff, is Hunter Henry the obvious choice for me in the playoff challenge as my Patriots representative? Congrats on the huge win last year, man. That is Vic in Schaumburg, Illinois, emailing us. Thank you so much for the email, Vic. 
Jeff, do you have any insight on the Patriots to own? I mean, is it Hunter Henry or is it somebody else? Uh, I mean, if, is he just talking about tight end or just anyone from the Patriots? I think anybody from the Patriots is what I gather from the email. Okay. Yeah, I would say um, I, I really like Damian Harris. Uh, I think I think they could run the ball, and I think they can beat Buffalo, and I definitely think they could beat Tennessee. So um, if they do, they're going to lean on the running game real heavy like they have all season. Uh, it's cold as hell here too, so tomorrow night might be a run-heavy game plan for them. So I would I would say Damian Harris would be my guy from New England. Hey, let me ask you, that, Jeff. As long as um, are you a Patriots fan, or you just happen to follow the team because you're you're such close proximity to them? Yeah, I, I try to follow every team. I mean, I'm I'm watching Red Zone for all seven hours, so uh, I try to uninterrupted you know, to... commercial uninterrupted no commercials. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I try to follow every team, but I'm actually a really big Saints fan. Um, ever since I started mm-hmm. watching uh-huh. football, uh, Saints have been my team. Which I mean, I probably should have stayed a, a Patriots fan because they had a pretty uh-huh. good run for the past past two uh, about twenty years. So. But, let, no, let, I'm, a, I'm me, a Saints fan. Let, let me ask you this. I mean, as long as I know that you're in Massachusetts here, and what, what are sort of people saying? Because I said on, on one of my other shows today, I picked, two, I, I picked two upsets in the wild card round. I thought the Cardinals would beat the Rams, and I said the Patriots would beat the Bills. Am I crazy? What are people mm-hmm. saying there? Is, is, the feeling, is the feeling good? Is the feeling high for the Patriots going into Buffalo and getting the win tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the sports fans around here always think we have a chance. So it's always it's always a win around here. But uh, I really do think the Pats have a good chance against the Bills. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that game go either way. Uh, I know they split the regular season. Yeah, um, it, it's only a four-point spread. So, um, yeah, I think the Pats could def- definitely take care of business. Yeah, if there's anybody that can shut Josh Allen down twice in a season, it's probably Bill Belichick in that Patriots defense for sure. Uh, other email I have for you here tonight um, comes from uh, Pontiac, Michigan. I don't know if Dan is a Lions fan, but he is an HSFFOR fan because he wrote in to tell us this. Evening, Jeff. I know that I'm going to fill out my entries based on the Cowboys winning, but which Cowboy is the smart guy to go with this year? Thank you for the email, Dan, over in Pontiac, Michigan. Um, do you have any insight into the Cowboys? Well, number one, Jeff, I, I should ask you this. Do you think the Cowboys get by the Niners? And number two, who's the Cowboy that you would be picking if you're going to pick somebody from Dallas? Yeah, that's going to be a great game this weekend. Uh, I, I do think the Cowboys are going to squeak by them. Uh, and if I had to pick someone, I'd go with Dak just because he's that wild card quarterback and he spreads the ball around a lot. He has a lot of options to throw to. So you're not getting all the stats accumulated on one receiver putting you behind in the standings. So um, I really like Dak this year. All right. And I do have, I, I lied. I, I have one from uh, the chat room, the unofficial mascot of the show, uh, Tupacker wants to know, uh, he and his wife um, are going to, uh, going to be eating lobster in the Northeast part of the country here this summer. He wants to know, and I'm, and I'm putting myself out there and I do apologize if I'm mispronouncing it, Jeff. But but is it Gloucester, Gloucester? How do you pronounce that city up there in Massachusetts? Um, that's Gloucester. Gloucester. Yes. Am yep. I saying it right? All right, Gloucester. Right. So yeah, we, we have Gloucester, Gloucester, and Worcester. Glo- See Worcester, I knew because um, I watched a lot of pro wrestling back in the day, and I always thought it was so funny when the WWF back then would come to 
um, uh, Worcester, and I always thought it was Worcester or whatever, and The Rock <laughs> would get into the middle of the ring, and he'd go, finally, The Rock has come back to Worcester. And it was just, it, it, I don't know, it was probably just me. It was kind of an emasculating thing. I'm like, man, that doesn't sound intimidating at all. Worcester. Anyway, that one I knew. Now I know Gloucester. That is fantastic. Um, and uh, and, and uh, the Dizzle, former uh, host of the show, nailed it in the chat room. He knew it. Um, he, was, he was right on par. I need to update myself on, on Northeast um, uh, pronunciation, Northeast of the United States uh, pronunciations for cities. I'm going to do that right now, Farrell, while you ask Jeff our final question. Uh, Jeff, you know, Balky obviously never heard of great uh, Colt receiver, uh, Gloucester Richardson, ever. So, you know, we're, we're going to get him there, though. He's doing good. So, hey, um, you know, I I really have enjoyed you being on the show tonight. I, I've, you've given some great insight, uh, and I, I like what you're saying about Damian Harris, I thought that was really great, you know, because there you're in a situation with Babyface Jones, and, you know, he's not going to, as long as he's in the playoffs, he's not going to burn them up. He's going to manage the team and be, be successful with 20, 25 attempts. So that's great. So I think we've got an idea of who you're promoting and who you're fading. But let's, I don't think we've gone far enough to say this would be a wreck to have this guy in your lineup, don't do it. It looks good on paper, but it's truly fool's gold. So who are you fading? And then who is a deep sleeper? OBJ, I don't know what the percent ownership there is, recognized name and a great player who, who plays big in big games. I don't know if we could call him a sleeper, but for this contest maybe we could. Who's another sleeper? Somebody you're yeah. staying away from and a sleeper. Yeah, I'm staying away from Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I know he's going to be popular, so it'll definitely help me gain uh, a little bit of leverage. But I'm just taking a firm stance on Devontae Adams in that game. And uh, Rodgers only had over 30 fantasy points twice this season. Usually when they get up, they tend to you know run the ball with both their running backs. And he just hasn't really had too many ceiling games. So uh, I'm sticking uh, – yeah, I'll, I'll be fading Rodgers mostly. Uh, as far as uh, a sleeper goes, if we can find out Arizona's running back situation, um, mm. I think one, of, I think one of those guys could be a real good sleeper because you, you know what they can do; they can put up points. So, um, if we get any news tomorrow, uh, if uh, hopefully we do, if we don't, then it's going to be a tough situation. But um, because they play on I Monday, I don't think so. you're, I don't think you're buying into the situation that uh, Philadelphia is going to be victorious at Tampa. And uh, Brady's playing out of the box. So what about Brady? What's your opinions on him? Uh, I, I never like to fade Brady. That's, I mean, he won it for me last year. But uh, so it's tough to fade Brady because it usually bites me in the ass. But um, I, I would, yeah, definitely take a shot on him. I, I think uh, he has good pairings with Mike Evans and Gronk. Um, so I, I could definitely see, uh, yeah, I'll, be, I'll definitely be playing him with Evans and Gronk a little bit. I'll be honest with you, fantasy football, non-fantasy football, NFL, anybody who has ever faded Brady has gotten their ass bitten by that. So I don't think you are alone in that trap. That is 100% correct. Just to follow up on that, too, James Conner did not practice uh, today. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury already said yesterday, which was Thursday, that he will indeed be a game-time decision, and that's Monday. So that's kind of tough to mess around with uh, for the playoff challenge, too. Uh, so I will uh, just let the listeners know that. 
Final question. I swear we're done uh, after this, Jeff. Um, can you give us, because everybody in the Pro Football Championship, everybody in the Super Bowl will, in this competition, their player will get double points. It is crucial to predict the two teams in the Super Bowl, correct? Do you have um, some insight there, Jeff, on who you believe the two teams will be in this year's competition? Uh, yeah, um, I'm kind of chalky on this. I, I definitely think the Chiefs have a, a really kind of an easier road there. Uh, the AFC isn't as loaded, but uh, so I, I'd say the Chiefs from the AFC. And then I, I do like the Rams. Uh, I, I hate that they lost Robert Woods, but I think they're definitely a team that could make a run into the Super Bowl. I love it. Um, I, listen, Jeff, this was, this was awesome. Um, I, the, the insight that we get from you and, and, and everybody else that we get on the show this time of year for the playoff uh, challenge is, is so great, and I think it really helps. Well, I shouldn't say this because sometimes people say, oh, Balky, that was great having that guest on. You really helped me flesh out my lineups. And then I get other people saying, don't have people like this on because I had my lineup figured out, and then he brought up all this stuff, and now i got a second and third guess everything. So it works both ways. But, Jeff, listen, uh, congratulations on your big success last year. Um, congratulations on all the success you've had up until this point, and good luck. Um, in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge, in the FFPC Playoff Challenge. Maybe you can go two for two and go back-to-back. We will not be fading, Brady. Thank you so much for your insight, and uh, hopefully nobody gets their ass bitten by that. Good luck this weekend and going forward, my friend. Really appreciate you making some time for us. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me. I can't wait to watch these playoff games. There's nothing like NFL playoffs. So uh, good luck to you, and hopefully uh, I'll see you again next year talking about a bigger win. You got it, Jeff. We, you, uh, Jeff. we can't wait to do it again, for sure. Jeff Oliva, ladies and gentlemen, the co-champ of the 2020-2021 Football Guys Players Championship. Uh, it was him, and I can't remember the other guys. It was Ed. I think his name was Ed Brothers um, divvied up um, the, the first and second place uh, prizes. So he ended up walking away uh, in a tie, like 70 grand, which is great. When, when you can share a grand prize and you're still walking away with the better part of $100,000. Congratulations, Tim. So, Farrell, just real quick, uh, talking about Jeff uh, and his insight in this, I feel like, and this is probably everybody at this point, uh, as we're on the eve of the playoffs, he seems really dialed in. I mean, if, if you, if, for people who go back and listen to this interview a second time, as I will do, if you read between the lines, you can kind of tell um, you know who he wants in his lineup, you know he's going to have in his lineup, you know who he's not going to have in his lineup. For pretty much all the teams, if you read between the lines, that dude's dialed in. He's ready to go, man. Yeah, he's put a lot of time in it. He gets in, you know, he <laughs> he may start the way I do, but he keeps going. And he's got a lot more uh, background of understanding uh, and having a an idea that he can see playing out of how these matchups are going to land and who who is going to do uh, well moving forward. And I thought he was very – I thought the commentary – on Brady was good at the, the Arizona running back situation. That would be a yeah. ballsy move. But, you know, it, it, it's it's things that he's thinking about and has considered. Whether or not he does them doesn't matter. It just shows how much planning he's putting into this and how deep he's going with it. Um, I want to get to we, – we got a few emails I want to get to tonight before we close up shop and let everybody work on their lineups. But I didn't get your opinion. Um, Raiders going on the road to Cincinnati, they going to get it done tomorrow, man? 
No, no. Uh, matter of fact, Cincinnati, uh, it's been a long time they've been living for this game. They've got the group to make this game work. The Raiders are coming off a very, very odd game uh, from this past uh, was it Sunday night or, or Monday night, Balky? Nevertheless, it's it's been a short week for them. Uh, they feel uh, the, the somewhat satisfied uh, that they have made it into the playoffs, and they've lost a big a big aspect of their defensive line, which which was a big uh, contributor to their victory over the Chargers. I don't think that they can successfully move Joe Burrow off his spot. But when they do, he's mobile and he's active. He's got three excellent receivers to, to go through the uh, route tree and find the guy he wants. Any three of them could have – any of the three of them could have a big game. And what do the Raiders like to do? They like to put pressure on the quarterback. It's not necessarily going to work with Burrow, but how does any team defeat pressure on the quarterback? They put the ball in the hands of the running back. Cincinnati has a great one. You know, I wish we had asked Jeff about Mixon, but I, I like Mixon as a uh, a running back start in this contest. This is um, uh, kind of a generic question to lead things off, but I think it's important. And, and Farrell, as a guy who's participated in this competition uh, multiple times, it'd be good to get your insight. But Jeff in Clarence, New York, writes, hey, guys, can you offer up any quick tips on how to win the $500,000 in the playoff challenge this year for the FFPC. Thanks, my dudes. That is Jeff and Clarence, New York. Thank you, my dude, Jeff, for writing in. Dude. I, I, I've, been doing, I've, been, I've been talking a lot about this um, all week with a lot of high-stakes players doing some radio spots and what have you. And the one thing I always come back to um, is, the, is this. There is a misconception um, to me and to several people I've talked to who have done very well in this competition – that in order to beat out 7,249 other teams, you have to take all these long shots, right? I mean, you have to take, like, Derek Gore from the Chiefs. You have to take Scotty Miller from Tampa. You you have to take McCole Hardman from Kansas City. That is unequivocally false. I just want to take this time to read the winning lineup. Steven Rannigan, who won the 500K in the FFPC Playoff Challenge. This is who his winning lineup was last year. Tom Brady at quarterback. The running backs were Nick Chubb and Alvin Kamara. He went with six wide receivers, Devontae Adams, A.J. and Marquise Brown, Chase Claypool, Stephon Diggs, D.K. Metcalf. The tight end was Travis Kelsey, kicker Matt Gay, and the Washington football team was defense. Now, you tell me who the long shot was in there. You tell me who the crazy wild card was in there. You tell me who the guy Mm -hmm. who was owned in less than 1% was in there. There is nobody. He just had the right combination. And I don't think any of those were long shot stabs. So I think the biggest misconception to me is, is you need these, these crazy um, one in a million shots to win the whole thing. Steven Rannigan's uh, proven that you don't need to do this. And by the way, Rannigan not only won this competition last year, but the year before that, he took fourth overall. He's had consecutive top four finishes in this doing this exact same strategy. So I know nobody wants to be chalky, Farrell, but to me, I, th- I think if you're mostly chalky and you get lucky in a couple of these spots, you could win half a million bucks, man. Yeah, I remember looking at Rannigan's team and I said, well, I had this before I changed it. I know I had this team before I went in and started fooling around with it. You know, and, and you're exactly right. You look at that and you say, well, I could have built this. Everybody knows to do this. You don't have to do anything. Just play the good players. You know, and so he played Claypool. 
And I think he should have played Claypool, but, you know, a lot of people would argue that he could have played other Steeler receivers. So it, it's, a, it, it's a situation where you don't need to outthink yourself. And, sure, we've all watched the Super Bowl and seen running backs come off the bench and have huge, huge games, divisional championship, huge, huge games. I won't take you down memory lane with most or bulky. Oh, I'm sorry, I just did. So, but it, any of these things can happen. But it, you know what? I want to put my money and my effort behind some of these top players that we've been talking about tonight. All right, so let's get into some, some more player analysis here. And we'll go to my Green Bay Packers here, Dennis in Gardena, California. Mm. It seems like something we brought up with, with Jeff several times tonight. Uh, we know Jeff's opinion on this. But uh, Dennis writes, what's up, fellas? Torn on which Packer to take on my playoff challenge squad. Do I go with Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams? So to me, Farrell. And by the way, thank you for the email, Dennis. Um, the the decision here is, do I go with Devontae Adams, who's going to have, you know, 80, 85% ownership, or do I go with Aaron Rodgers? Hopefully he makes it to the Super Bowl, and he is a quarter, he is my quarterback in the Super Bowl, and, and he could end up um, chewing up uh, just a ton of fantasy points for me. Which way would you go on this? Let's say, and, and I guess let, let's couch it by saying that if you have one entry, um, does it change um, the way that you would operate your other entries? Um, would you split them evenly between Rodgers and Adams? I think I would, and uh, that's how I'll probably play it. And it's just, you know, Rodgers has a situation with the toe, and and that's a problem. You need to think about that as you as you try to select who's going to be your clear shot uh, to be in that uh, Super Bowl. But what'd you say the temperature was there tonight, Balky? Oh God! I mean, it's the, the temperature. I'll tell you this right now. I I was I was working today, and I, I ended up having to haul some pallets, and I wasn't planning on it, and I was just wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants, and I was outside for a good I don't know twenty minutes hauling pallets, and and it was my like like my fingers were were not were were not doing so hot at all by the end of it, like twenty uh-huh. minutes. I'm like, my goodness! I thought I lived in Wisconsin. Apparently, my body's not adjusted to it. Currently. It's 11 degrees here in northeast Wisconsin. There it's going go. to get down uh, before the end of the night. So it, and it got up to okay. 16 today. It was not a smart decision by me hanging out outside in a T-shirt as long as I did today. And if you're going to get to the Super Bowl from the NFC, that's what you've got to go through. And I, I sort of like Aaron Rodgers and Adams in that uh, environment more than I like a visiting stranger, especially from Los Angeles. Um, all right, moving on to John. Oh, another Massachusetts guy, John in Bolton, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. I feel like I'm faced with this decision every year in the playoff challenge, Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. TIA, that is John in Bolton, Massachusetts. Thank you for listening, John, and thank you for communicating with the program. Um, Travis Kelsey, tight end premium, so attractive. I, I kind of made my point on this. I think Patrick Mahomes is an interesting guy, especially if you believe the Chiefs are getting to the Super Bowl, Farrell. Um, are you strong enough to take Patrick Mahomes and fade Travis Kelsey in this competition? You know, I surely would if a guy named Andrews was available, but I don't think I am. And um, multiple teams would be the same thing, the same answer to this question as, you know, you split your Rodgers and Adams. But, you know, Mahomes has been on fire the last four games. 
And, you know, he's got something to prove after last year's Super Bowl. I'd like to see him get back to the big game and we see the Patrick Mahomes in it that we all would expect that we could see. So, sure, multiple teams, I want one of each. Final question we have tonight, and we're going to go out to Bellmead, New Jersey. Roy has an email for us about the Bills. Am I better off choosing Stephon Diggs or Josh Allen? in the playoff challenge this season, guys. And, I, I, you know, Farrell and I go back to this. Um, I think it's interesting to pick Joe Burrow, who has to beat the Raiders and then probably the Titans to get to the AFC Championship game. But, my goodness, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, if it holds up, those guys are facing off in the divisional round, and one of them won't be getting to the postseason. And I don't know necessarily if I feel strongly about either one of them not getting there. Now, I already said I think the Patriots are going to win. Um, in, in the wild card round, but I, you know, I could be wrong on that. And certainly the odds would say that I am wrong on that. So when you look at Diggs or Allen, is it worth rolling the dice with Allen, given that he's able to create points, not only with his arm, but with his legs, is it worth rolling with him? Or do you go with Stefan Diggs, who should quite frankly be a target monster wild card weekend. And if they win once again, in the divisional round as well. I, I think so. I think I'm leaning Diggs here on one team, and if I'm playing two, it's uh, Rodgers and Diggs, and it's an Adams and Allen. But I, uh, I, you know, Josh Allen has got to prove more to me in the playoffs. And, and you know, our New Englander just talked about how the Patriots believe they can go there and, and win this game. And every Every, every week is a new season in the NFL. And Josh Allen has a lot to prove. And sometimes you want to get behind players with a lot to prove. But to prove it, he's got to go through Stephon Diggs. So I'm leaning for more Diggs than Allen in my teams. I think so, too. I'm with you on that. And, and like most things, Farrell, we are line and step. We are of the same mind. Um, and it's probably the reason... Uh, neither one of us have ever cashed a million bucks or even a six-figure payday <laughs> in fantasy football, but it is what it is. Um, I, I love talking shop with you as we do each and every week on this show. I wish you nothing but the best of luck in the FFPC Playoff Challenge. Obviously, if you want to get involved with the KFFSC, go to KFFSC.com. Make sure you're getting down to Louisville for that big um, uh, Super Bowl extravaganza not only viewing party, but uh, drafting party with the KFFSC that's going to be going on at Caesars Southern Indiana coming up on Super Bowl weekend. Farrell, thank you so much for hopping aboard tonight, and we'll uh, do this again next week, which I think we're going to be previewing the divisional round FFPC playoff challenge as well. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Thanks so much for hanging out tonight. See you then, Bucky. Farrell Elliott, ladies and gentlemen, check him out at KFFSC and at J Farrell Elliott on Twitter. Check out the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship at KFFSC.com. One of my favorite contests. Um, a contest I'm not allowed to participate in, but I am going to tell you a little bit about is the FFPC Playoff Challenge. Lineups will indeed lock at 4.35 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow when the Bengals and the Raiders get things underway for the NFL playoffs. Um, in the time that we broadcast uh, this program tonight, the Football Guys Playoff Challenge has sold roughly about 200 teams in the last hour, I think, if I'm looking at this correctly, um, at 201, there you go. And then the FFPC Playoff Challenge has now has fewer than 1,200 spots left, so they blew through, I don't know, maybe 100 teams or so 
in the last hour, 75 minutes, somewhere around there. So it is getting closer, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you, I've seen this happen year in and year out. Um, Saturday morning, and especially uh, early Saturday afternoon, we have no one o'clock game uh, this year. It, it, it doesn't start till 435. These things are going to fly. Um, my best advice to you, if you're thinking about getting in this and plunking down your money and trying to win a half million bucks, trying to be one of the top 850 teams in this competition. Yeah, that's right. You can finish in 850th place and still cash. Um, my advice to you, register now, get those teams, and then start building your lineups later so at least you are locked in. And as Farrell Elliott would say, don't be a wish I had because this is the tandem uh, to the NFL playoffs. You've got to have one of these teams. It is so much fun. And it's not a lot of work. You just put your lineup in, and then you just roll all the way into the Pro Football Championship coming up uh, about a month from now. So you get a month of fun with this. Uh, we had an hour of fun with Jeff Oliva, the 2021, I beg your pardon, the 2020-2021 Football Guys Playoff Challenge Grand Prize co-champion, Farrell Elliott, the commissioner of the KFFSC. I want to thank both those guys as well as the FFPC, Rob, Bryce, and of course, each and every one of you. If you are looking for some advice as you set your lineup, look no further than this podcast and the Road of His High Stakes Lowdown featuring the 2020-2021 Fantasy Football Players Championship Playoff Challenge $500,000 Defending Champion Stephen Rannigan. That's at rotaviz.com slash podcast. We will indeed be back at 10-9 Central. And like I told Farrell, I think we're going to be previewing what to do in the divisional round of the FFPC Playoff Challenge as that contest gets underway uh, coming up this week as well. So make sure you are listening in for that. Uh, register for those playoff challenges. These teams are going to go very, very fast. They're flying right now, quite frankly, and they're going to fly for the next few hours until all the West Coasters go to bed. So make sure you're getting involved. MyFFPC.com. Uh, your wildcard weekend starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, presented by MyFFPC.com. It was broadcast live and heard around the world. Balky and Farrell will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from guests much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Really appreciate all your support um, for this podcast over the years. Um, I think, you know, I, I pointed out a few, well, probably a month or so ago, we hit over 800,000 listens on this uh, program. We've been on the air for, you know, I think this is like our 10th year. We're coming up on our 10th year, something like that. Um, and it's been a joy. And there's people who have emailed me, texted me, tweeted at me um, and, and said, you know, we want to keep this show going. It's so good to listen to you guys each and every week. How do we support it? Well, a great way to support it is to register for the FFPC playoff challenge and making sure that, uh, you're taking your chance uh, at a half million dollars, uh, in, in making truly, uh, 2022, a year to remember here in February. It's going to be awesome. This is always a fun time every single year. You can't get any much more fun than four flexes. Uh, which you're going to have this year, as we did last year. A lot of different ways to build a lineup, a lot of different ways to win this competition. And if you are fortunate enough to win it, I can't wait for you to come on this podcast and tell you how you did it.
Register now, myffpc.com. Farrell and I will be back at you next week.